Girlwise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to Girlwise. Hey girls, so I am 26 years old. I've no money and no prospects. I'm already a burden to my parents, and I'm frightened. That accent could use a little work, but Jane Austen never married, nor had children, and she died at the age of 46. For as long as the patriarchy has existed, women have been held to social timelines for when to fulfill their womanly duties for the supposed benefit of society. Women who defy the order or timely manner of these milestones are outcasted, judged, and berated. As feminist movements progress and women are beginning to have some of the opportunities men have, these achievements and when they are expected to be met have changed drastically. Nevertheless, most are still expected to be met, especially in places around the world where justice for women's autonomy is little to none. It can be exhausting keeping up with what you're supposed to and not supposed to do as a woman, but I think being forced into life-changing decisions for the sake of social inclusion may take the cake. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Due to many economic, social, and biological factors, traditional life goals like getting married and having children, owning a house, or even pursuing a career have been mixed around compared to what has been historically expected. Yet, there is still this unspoken insistence to meet them. Where before, women were expected to sit still until they could be paraded around to find a man to marry them and become their property, now girls are expected to get the highest level of education they can and then get married and have children. Raising children and being a housewife has now turned into raising children, being a housewife, and working a full-time job. The pressure of taking advantage of every single opportunity available because it's the first time in written history that women have had so many is overwhelming. I understand this changes drastically depending on which region of the world you find yourself in. In places like China, women over the age of 27 who are unmarried are considered to be leftover women, which is a disgusting phrase once again meant to diminish their value to nothing more than what they can bring to men. In other parts of the world, women may have no choice and are pushed to marry and procreate with an individual chosen by their community. Though in places like Canada, almost half of millennials say that marriage is not necessary. It can feel like whiplash trying to both understand your place in society as a biological need to fit in And also decide for yourself what kind of life you want to live. Though I have no idea what it's like to live in a part of the world where women have 
little to no choice in the course of their lives and their bodies, I did want to share my take on this issue being me. Born at this time in existence in this part of the world by chance. This is a topic that has clearly been on my mind recently. I mentioned in my video titled, Is it normal to be feeling behind at 25? That marriage was almost a laughable idea for where I was in my life. And over a year and a half later, it still is. Marriage doesn't even feel real to me. It seems more like a fairy tale concept I made up in my mind. When I was younger, about nine, I told myself that I was going to get married at 19 because I thought 20 was already too old and I didn't want to be old when I got married. My grandmother got married at 21 and my own mother at 22. Both of them always told me to wait because they had their own regrets about getting married so young. And at 19, I had my first serious relationship, but I was immediately turned off to the idea of marriage. And so that age passed, and so did all the other ones, not bringing me any closer to even thinking about it. This brings me to a clarification, because I was doing the math, and I made a mistake, you guys. I've actually been single for six years, not five I've already reached Barbara Palvin numbers and I didn't even know it. I literally made an entire podcast episode about it and the math was completely wrong. I've been single for all of my 20s, which is something that I didn't realize until a couple of weeks ago. And as I said in that episode, I don't regret it at all. I have learned so much about myself and the world in this time. My Ideas and ideals have changed so much since I was that nine-year-old child. For context, I grew up in a very conservative southern Christian town, and my former classmates now range from military wives who got married and had kids as soon as they turned 18, to girls who at most finished college and then got married to their middle school boyfriends. When I was 18 and seeing all of these girls get married and have babies, I remember feeling very confused as to how on earth they were ready to make such huge commitments when I was struggling to even remember to eat all three meals in college. In surprisingly complete contrast, here in Mexico, I don't know a single girl my age who was married. I even went on Instagram and looked people up just to see if anyone was married because I don't keep up with everyone. And nope. I guess we all share the same idea that marriage is for older people who know what they're doing. Here on my street, there are two girls my age that I've known since we were all around like 16. I've never spoken to them, but our families have been friendly, as neighbors of course, so the adults would get together and talk about their lives. I learned through there that both of those girls had children when they were around 18 without getting married, to my knowledge, and they still live with their parents as well to this day. The girl who lives in the house directly in front of me now has an 8-year-old little girl. She ended up also having a son later, and when I see those kids, I get a flash of what my life could have been if I had ended up going down a similar path at that time. That could have been me. 
I am extremely grateful that the only responsibility I have is myself. I don't have children that I need to provide for. I don't have a husband that I need to put time and effort in. And yet, this sometimes only makes me feel worse for not being ultra successful in my career. It's this outdated and limiting belief that not wanting to get married or have children is fine, but where is the monetary success to justify you giving those things up? I made that video at 25 about feeling left behind because it's not just the marriage and kids aspect that hasn't been fulfilled, but also having my own house, traveling, meeting new people, experiencing new things, and even having my own car that hasn't been fulfilled. I know in terms of average lifespans, I am quite young, and I know that my generation is the poorest generation of people in hundreds of years, but that doesn't mean not achieving these things I had set out for myself doesn't hurt. A 2015 freshman survey by UCLA of 150,000 full-time students at more than 200 colleges and universities stated that twice as many girls as boys reported that they felt depressed frequently or occasionally. And twice as many girls as boys said that they were feeling overwhelmed with all they had to do. A 25% jump in the number of girls in both categories in just over 15 years. The pressure to do it all while being successful is extremely intense. Author and activist Rachel Simmons pinpoints two cultural changes. The ubiquitousness of social media, which is exacerbating the need to perform, and the heightened expectations of what it means to be a successful girl today. She says, we're now giving girls access to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. We're giving girls access to opportunities they've never had before. And we're not doing that and saying, oh, you don't have to have a bikini body anymore. That's cool. You're good. You can look however you want to look. No, we're saying keep your bikini body and become an engineering major and also have a totally lit Snapchat feed on a Saturday night. And so that's exhausting. And I call that role overload and role conflict, end quote. If you've ever tried checking out my Instagram, you've probably noticed that I don't have a single picture on there for this very reason. We discussed in the episode, is social media actually bad for you? That psychologists say that it is only a tool that we can choose whether or not it will be used for good or bad. So society's pressure on women, of course, becomes the evil way to normalize and widespread these performative actions. I mean, even I in this episode just use Instagram as a way to view people's entire lives from just a few pictures. That's pretty crazy. I understand that my position is one of privilege, though it should not be. As Charlotte says in that scene, not all of us can afford to be romantic. I've been offered a comfortable home and protection. There's a lot to be thankful for. I, through many years of past women fighting for it, now have the freedom of being able to choose whether or not I even want to get married. I have zero consequences if I never have children. I am grateful for that every single day. The pressure is more on myself and the comparisons I put myself through. 
or the expectations I beat myself up for every day for not having accomplished. The fight, though influenced by society and misogyny, is mainly against myself. There are so many other factors that play into feeling like you're behind, such as imposter syndrome, the subjective definition of success, mental health, cultural beliefs, physical capabilities, and so on. I've previously stated that productivity is an illusion because it has no limit. We live in a time where, thanks to technology, the world is at our fingertips, yet the mental problems we have are still the same as all our ancestors before us. When I think about not being where I want to be in life, I try to ground myself back into reality rather than the void of missed opportunities in my brain. I have one of the highest extents of bodily autonomy. I am able-bodied. I have good health, which is one of the things that I am most grateful for. I have a house, a cozy bed to sleep on, food on the table, and time to do hobbies that I love, like this podcast. In reality, away from the unrealistic expectations and performances of social media, I am doing really well. Going back to Jane Austen, she's the person I think about most when pondering life timelines and what I should have accomplished by now. She lived in a time when, as Charlotte says, she would be considered a burden or unwanted by not marrying and leading her own household. And she was met with this decision as her friend's younger brother asked for her hand in marriage when she was visiting and she accepted. He was the heir to a large estate, and the marriage would grant economic wellness for her family, connections for her brothers, and a lifelong stability for herself. Yet the next morning, after what some claimed a sleepless night for her, she retracted her response and went back to her life of relative poverty, but with freedom. She is quoted in one of her letters as saying, Anything is to be preferred or endured rather than marrying without affection with affection being a synonym for love. I think that night, discussing it with her sister, she made a brave but informed decision to put herself first. She knew well of the asks of a woman in high society, what it would mean to marry a man who was described as, quote, a large, plain-looking man, aggressive, and almost completely tactless in conversation, end quote. She knew that it would mean that her one true passion would be taken away from her as she would become too busy to write, or it could have been forbade by her husband. Though she had the world riding on her shoulders with that decision, she decided to choose herself. Even with the stakes as high as they were, she knew that saying no to a marriage is the little control a woman could have in her life, and she braved the consequences to use it. So if she can do it, then I, in the position that I am lucky to find myself in, can also choose myself. And with that, it is time for Ask Me Anything, the ending segment of the podcast where you guys can ask me anything. Today's question is, what do you think about being friends with your ex? To be fully honest, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. It is very specific to the dynamics that you guys had before breaking up and after breaking up. I think I would say no, but that doesn't mean that it's not possible to have a healthy friendship with someone that you used to be romantically linked with. But again, I think it's so specific to the times where you can. I think most times it would be 
it's probably not a good idea. But there are some exceptions to the rule where some people can't do it. And it takes a lot of emotional maturity and truly being over that person in order to completely redefine your relationship and not have any of those previous feelings towards them. So it's complicated. It can be done. But I think it's if you are not fully ready to be completely platonic with them, then it can get real messy and be a little um, unfair to both parties. So yeah. Thank you so much for your question. If you want to send in a question, you can do so by sending an email at girlwisepod at gmail.com. That was this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye everyone.